1: Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It's Sue Tab and I am excited to introduce our guest today because she is changing the lives of people being treated for and living with cancer. She is Diane Austin, a cancer survivor herself, who saw a need and decided to do something about it. She co-founded Coils to Locks, With the mission of providing access to a variety of ethnically inspired coily and curly wigs, she has established the business as a trusted partner for Cancer Center Boutiques to tackle the disparities for cancer patients of color in Boston and nationwide. Welcome, Diane.
0: Thank you, Sue. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I'm so excited because I just saw your interview on the Today Show, and I was really, really moved by your story. Um, I am also a breast cancer survivor. I just had surgery this past February. So in the interest of full disclosure, I completely understand the journey.
0: Well, thank you for, for sharing that information. And I wish you the best on that journey because um, it, sometimes it's, it's not easy, but um, you can do it. So,
1: Yeah, and I know you had your own experience, your own personal cancer experience. You were diagnosed with breast cancer In 2015, you began chemotherapy. Uh, You needed a wig, couldn't find one that resembled your natural hair texture. Take us back to that time and talk about that experience for us.
0: Absolutely. Um, So I went to the uh, hospital for my routine mammogram Mm -hmm. and um, had a couple of mammograms before that. And everything was clean. So it was quite a surprise. To be told that there was a cancerous tumor growing in my breast and based on the type of cancer that it was they recommended surgery chemotherapy and radiation and so as part of the chemotherapy I learned when speaking with my oncologist that the chemotherapy drugs that they would use would be take out all of my hair, not just the hair on my head, but just my eyelashes. Oh, right.
1: Your eyebrows, eyebrows, your Everything.
0: And I knew that I wanted to wear a wig. And he gave me a wig prescription and said I could go to any cancer center boutique. And I didn't know that this was even an industry, but, um, Many hospitals across the country have these cancer center boutiques, and then there are medical hair salons that will help you uh, find a wig. And so it was 2015, so I didn't think that I would have any difficulty finding a wig that looked like the hair that I was about to lose. So armed with my prescription, and I did check with my health insurance, and they did cover the cost of wigs for medical hair loss reasons. I went to several cancer centers, and they just did not have these wigs that looked like my hair. They were only straight-haired wigs,
1: How and I was that really. How did you feel, Diane? Because I can't imagine in 2015 as well. I would have, I would have just assumed they had every type of hair color, texture, you know, length. You, you just kind of think that's what you're going to go walk into. That must have made you feel frustrated.
0: I, I was. The frustrated is exactly the word, and I did make that assumption. It never occurred to me in a million years that I wouldn't be able to find a way. And at first, I thought, well, maybe this is just a, a Boston thing. So I started to look outside of Boston, and my sister and co-founder, Pamela, and I started crawling across the country. We, we checked to see where the prominent cancer center hospitals were across the country and who had these cancer centered boutiques, we would call the boutiques and say, you know, I would say, I'm a patient, I'm looking for an apple curly, coily, I used every descriptor I could think of
1: yeah.
0: um, this type of wig. And they all said, No, we don't have them, we don't have them. You I'm gonna refer you to this medical hair loss salon, I'll refer you to this other, you know, organization. And so oftentimes they would refer me And I'd call those organizations, and they didn't have these ways either. And that just really made me very frustrated. I I just that's the exact word for it. But then I remember saying to my family that, you know, instead of getting frustrated, maybe I can do something about it. And that's sort of how cool to was born.
1: I, I decided love that, that I
0: just wanted to make a difference.
1: And I love that you sort of, at a time when you're going through this, and a lot of times you're focused on your own treatment and recovery, you were able to see that there was a greater need than just yours. If you were feeling this way, there must be many, many other women out there that were feeling similar. So how did you decide that you were going to take this into a business? It was. Actually
0: and surprisingly it's just a very quick decision. I I knew that I wanted to make an impact in this space and I didn't really know where to begin because my background is not in um, beauty or you know, hair products or anything like that. So the first few years leading up to our launch in 2019, we took the time to get grounded in starting a business and and market validation and all of those things, creating a business plan. And through that process, we learned that there really is a need out there. We were able to talk to women and talk to patient advocates and other people in the hospital and clinical space, and we were hearing over and over again that, Yes, this is a problem. I've referred my patients to certain hospitals that had cancer-centric boutiques, and they've come back frustrated that they weren't able to find a wig that looked like their natural hair. Or um, I talked to um, physicians. I've talked to several physicians who who have reinforced that this is a problem. So we knew that there was a need, there was a whole market that was not being um, serviced in this area.
1: And you know what, Diane, one of the things I think people maybe who haven't been gone through it themselves might not understand is how important it is when you are going through cancer treatment to feel like yourself, to feel like you don't, look sick, you want to feel beautiful. um, Mm -hmm. And it's a big piece of it. There's a whole emotional, psychological piece to recovery. And I think this addresses that piece so well. And if you look at statistics, one in three black women will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. So to say the need is great is probably an understatement there. This, this needed to be out there. Talk a little bit about like who designs and manufactures the wigs. How do you come up with the styles a little bit about that?
0: So we mass produce the wigs. We work with a manufacturer overseas, and we, we being my sister Pamela and I, um, we're very familiar with the natural hair space, not just because it's a lived experience for us, but we also have a blog that we had several years before we started this business called Natural Hair Care News. So we've always stayed on top of the trends in terms of hairstyles and and what's popular. Mm -hmm. And so we work with a manufacturer that can create designs for us. Um, And this manufacturer also has a pulse on the style. So they, they will often like create a design and say, what do you think about this style? And so it's sort of a combination of both. And then we, um, produce these wigs and then sell them wholesale to cancer center hospitals and medical salons.
1: Yeah, you are in, what, a half dozen hospitals now, including Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, right? We're in about 10 now. We've grown a little
0: bit over the last couple of weeks. So we're in um, 10 hospitals and medical salons, and we're in conversation with about four additional hospitals.
1: Wow. And
0: yeah, so we're really excited. And then we are also um, creating a B2C uh, online store that will launch in the fall so that we can sell directly to women who are experiencing either chemotherapy hair loss or actually any type of medical hair loss because of all of the emails that we're getting from women across the country saying, I want to buy wigs directly from you. So we'll be selling a line that doesn't compete with our hospital line, but that allows people to purchase directly from
1: us. That is exciting news. I want to talk about um, the people that you serve. You know, what's been the response from patients um, that have found in worn wigs that that you guys have provided? It must be really satisfying to see and to hear from people who have benefited from from your work.
0: And we're it, it really is, and we're just starting to hear from. Patients, because we sell directly to hospitals, we haven't had the direct contact with patients, mm-hmm. but we, um, through social media and through some, you know, people will reach out to us and, and tell us that they love our wigs. And we, we have a few pictures of some patients with, with our wigs on and where they've um, posted on social media. And it's just been a very positive response We hear things that are very humbling, like you're doing God's work, which for us is, and and we've heard that many times Mm -hmm. from women, and it's just amazing to us that it, it just shows how deeply important this is to women that their needs are being recognized, because to have hundreds and hundreds of these boutiques and salons Thousands really across the country, and, and not be able to go to any of these places and use your um, health insurance reimbursement or pay out of pocket to find something that looks like your hair. There's, um, you know, you sort of feel like you're being ignored as a customer. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I felt. And so people are just grateful that there's an option available to them.
1: Yes. And
0: some people may say that, well, can't you just go to a beauty supply store and get this wig, which we've had a couple of people in the cancer center retail space say that, which shows that there's a disconnect. Because if you have straight hair, you're selling these straight-haired wigs, but you're not saying, can't they just go, someone who wants a straight-haired wig, can't they just go to a beauty supply store and get these wigs? Right. So there's a disconnect about the interest um And how important these wigs are but the experience at a beauty supply store if you can find one which you'll have to go to a a community of color to find a beauty supply store that sells these curly curly wigs there's a disparity in terms of the experience so if you go to a cancer center boutique you're brought to a private room where you can try on wigs no one has to see that you have no hair or that you're losing your hair um, wigs are fitted and styled to the shape of your face if that's what you want. Whereas if you can't find what you want in a beauty supply store, like was my case, I had to, I mean, I'm sorry, a campus center boutique. I was left going to a beauty supply store. and My only choice was to try a wig on in the middle of the store floor. And I didn't want to do that. A couple of people offered their bathroom, someone offered their supply room. And so why should my experience be that experience? I want to go to a private room and I want to be able to sit down and work with someone who can um, help me style the wig or, you know, isn't going to make me feel uncomfortable or stare at me because I have no hair when I take my scarf off. Well, because in a
1: cancer boutique they come from a place of understanding and they you know right. they're catering to every patient. And mm-hmm. it's different if you just if you it's just a retail experience. You're standing in a store. I mean, that's a whole different thing. Um it if you're is. just tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic One O Six Point Seven, I'm Sue Tab, and we are joined today by Diane Austin. Diane is a cancer survivor who saw a need for ethnically inspired curly wigs and answered the call. She is removing the disparities for cancer patients of color with her. Wig business coils to locks. Kate was featured on, um, or Diane rather was featured on the Today Show a couple of months ago, and discussed how her cancer journey, how the business was born, and uh, it's ho- her hopes for its expansion. We're so lucky to have you with us today. Let's get back to our conversation, Diane. You founded and you run the business with your sister Pamela Shattuck, mm. and your cousin yeah. is involved too. Talk about what it's like to run a business with your sister. I love my sister. don't know if I could run a business with her, but talk <laughs> about the challenges of working with family, the benefits of working with family. What's that like?
0: So I'll start with the, the benefits, which is like we know each other so well. And so we, we easily agree on things. We think a lot alike. I mean, Pamela and I in particular, we're one of, of I'm one of five children. We have another sister who unfortunately passed away last year unexpectedly. Oh, but we're all very close. And Pamela and I shared a room growing up. <laughs> so oh well that yeah, that puts we, you we in just, a whole
1: different category. Yep.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. So we know each other so well. And and what's great about that is like we can challenge each other and not be offended by, you know, the challenges or, or agree to disagree, but we understand and think the same way in terms of, of the direction of the business and things that we need to do. And we often will say, Oh yes, that's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah, we should yeah. do that. Um, the the challenges for us have been that Pamela is um, right now living on the West coast. So we, we do this business remotely, which may not seem like quite the challenge, but oftentimes there are things that are happening since the business is based here in Boston that she's not able to be involved with because she's on the west coast. But she's soon moving back to to the Boston area. So oh, that good. will change. That's yes.
1: great. That's great um, news. What what are you thinking about in terms of your mission for growing, expanding the business? Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> we you know, we see this business as being a multi million dollar, multi-billion dollar business like the sky's the limit. I mean, this this business has a lot of growth potential. We want to see our wigs made available at every campus center boutique across the country and globally as well so that there is, you know, access. And we also want to build the online store, as I mentioned to you, and add augmented reality to that store to make it easier for women to try on wigs uh, by trying them on virtually. Oh, that's because cool. one of the things we learned, you know, yes, from the pandemic is that, um, you know, the Cancer Center boutiques, they're slowly opening up even now. Some of them are only seeing patients by appointment. People often feel uncomfortable or they're just getting used to moving back into society. Um, there are there, there is that segment, especially uh, women who are ill and have you know conditions that compromise them, especially with you know uh, COVID pandemic um, not quite under control. so augmented reality will help to support the ability of women to, to get access to these wigs, we think. Yeah, We would like to also expand our wig line to men and children. And um, we hope that's about four or five years down the road, because there is an interest and a need in that space we're learning. I guess those are the main things that we're thinking about right now in terms of growth.
1: Yeah. What would you say to people, Diane, who are maybe thinking about you know, changing course, maybe giving up what they consider a job to, to, to uh, sort of answer this deeper calling. Because I, th- I think what you're doing, I mean, granted, it's a business and you understand that it's a business, but to me, it sounds like it's more of a calling for you and your sister, in fact, because you're, you're not just providing wigs. It goes so much deeper than that. Um, I feel like it's, it's, you know, helping people who may feel marginalized or whatever you know you're helping them be seen and and mm-hmm. and be represented and that's much bigger
0: and thank you for for articulating that and, and understanding that we we're a social impact business and the business was built on our interest in addressing a health care disparity mm-hmm in this cancer center space. And so part of the other piece that we are doing and want to do more of is educating people around this disparity and also helping the cancer center boutique staff that, that have our wigs. And even those that don't have our wigs, why this is important. Yes. Um, these wigs are not just a vanity purchase. For women who are losing their hair for medical reasons it's a lifeline it's a way of maintaining control and a sense of self yes and so we find that we are constantly and very happily educating people about that piece of it so when we're having conversations with hospitals we're not coming from the space of we have a product by our product we're talking about the disparity. We're talking about why these wigs are important and that emotional connection. And that's something we want to do more of and I um, have been on different like panels and workshops where I'm able to talk about about these things in in the hospital space and campus center space so that's a really important piece of what we what we do.
1: Yeah, it sure is. And we're running out of time. But before I let you go, I want to. Um, how can people find out more about Coils to Locks? If you want to give out your website. Yes,
0: our website is coils to locks dot com, and that's c o i l s t o l o c s dot com. And I hope you don't mind me um, also plugging a a grant contest that we're in.
1: Oh, go ahead. Right, go right we're, ahead.
0: We're a, 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 one of three finalists that are, will hopefully win $100,000 <gasps> in the Essence Pine Saw Grant. And if people will go to coiltolock.com forward slash vote for us so the number 4 vote for us the person or the uh, company with the most votes will win the $100,000.
1: Oh, I will vote for you as soon as we hang up. I'm going to vote for you cuz I, I believe in your product. I believe in the the bigger message and the bigger mission. So, um thank you Diane. You are definitely an inspiration. You're a great example oh. of someone who just saw a need, had a vision And went to work creating positive social change. You are truly exceptional. And of course, we wish you so much success as you continue to carry out the mission of Coils to Locks.
0: Thank you. It's an honor to talk to you and to be on the show. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you, Diane. You've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It is our honor and privilege to shine a light on the change makers and to provide a platform for people who are out doing meaningful work in our communities. Thank you for paying attention and for helping us create engaging programming. We'd love to hear from you. If you know someone who is making a difference, just email us or send us a message on our Magic Facebook page. I'm Sue Tab, and along with my co-host and producer, Kendra Tony. we'd like to invite you to join us every sunday morning at 7 30 for another edition of exceptional women have a great day everyone